My topic today is discipling the upcoming generation. Whether you're a sixth grader here today or 50 years or older, I want to show that this applies to everybody. I want to show from the scriptures that God is calling everyone here to lead other people to be more and more like Christ. So I work with the junior high and high school students a lot, and this upcoming generation is unique. My heart goes out to them, and just from studies being done, uh, they're encouraging as well as concerning results. On one hand, they're less likely to be addicted to substance, engage in reckless activity, or commit violent crimes. However, what's concerning is they're more lonelier than past generations. And part of that has to do with social media that connects them together but leaves them with less deeper relationships. So my heart really goes out to the youth of this church. There's this one time after Friday night, I was taking a youth home. Uh, he was in my car, and after Friday nights, we have to lock up the gate. So I drive out the front gate, and I park, and my friend parks in front of me just to wait for me. And so after I locked the gate, I got back into my car to drive this youth home. And the youth said to me, I wish I had that. I didn't know what he meant at first. We began to explain that he didn't really have, really have anybody that would stay back or actually care for him. And so I'm not saying every youth growth goes through this, but it is a picture of what it might be like for a youth. So that's the challenge I want to tackle today in the time we have. How do we disciple this upcoming generation? So here's an outline of my sermon. I want to give a foundational view of what it means to disciple. The first point is to explain the call to praise God with our hearts forever. And then afterwards, we have the responsibility to pass on the goodness of God to the next generation. And 
So I want to go rather quickly through the foundations to get to the second and the third point. But the first foundation is this. That everyone is called to make disciples. I get this from the Great Commission in Matthew 28, 19 to 20, which says this. All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Whether you've been a Christian for two years or a Christian for twenty years, God is calling everyone to make disciples. Now I want to define a, a disciple as a lifelong follower of Jesus. So disciple someone is to help them and guide them to be more and more like Jesus. Christians are not called simply to be saved and get into heaven, but to also disciple and help other people in the faith. My second foundation that I want to go through is that fathers have a unique calling to discipleship. I find this in Deuteronomy chapter 6, 5 to 7. It says this, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your hearts. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. 我今日所吩咐你的，都要记在经上，也要殷勤教训你的儿女。无论你在家里、在路上、躺下，都要谈论，也要记在手上为记号，戴在额上为经文，又要写在房屋的门框上或你的城门上。So the Bible instructs parents, especially fathers, as the head of the home, to disciple their children in the main moments, but also in the everyday moments in life. 所以圣经教导我们做父母的呢？ 呃，每一天都要教导我们的孩子来这个爱主。So uh, what next? Now that we know this, I want to turn us to a portion of the Psalms. 所以那下面一个什么呢？我们要怎么做呢？我要翻译一段的这个一首歌的一部分。The Psalms are unique because it's God's word to mankind, since it is part of Scripture, but it's also man's words to God. 这个诗篇呢，是非常呃特殊的，因为我们知道，呃，诗篇就像圣经一样，都是神所默示的。可是诗篇同时，呃，也是人向神的说的话。In other words, we can use the language of the Psalms to talk to God throughout the different situations in our life。所以我们可以在不同人生不同的经历中，用诗篇来向神说话。So this call, this Psalm captures two themes. Number one. The call to praise God forever with our hearts, and number two, 
the responsibility that passes on to the next generation. 好，这首诗篇呃讲了两点。第一个呢，我们是被来呼召来呃赞美神的。第二点呢，就是我们有这个责任来传承这个呼召给我们的下一代。So the first point, the the call to praise God with our hearts forever. 所以第一点呢，就是我们被呼召来永永远远赞美神。I get this from Psalm 145 verses 1 to 3. 我是从这个诗篇一百四十五章一到三节得到的。It says this: I will extol you, my God and King, and bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you and praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised, and His greatness is unsearchable. 是这样说的，我的神，我的王啊，我要尊崇你。我要永永远远称颂你的名，我要天天称颂你，也要永永远远赞美你的名。耶和华本为大，该受大赞美，其大无法测度。So Psalm 145, before we can talk about discipling the upcoming generation, it establishes that it begins with our own heart. 所以当我们谈到这个呃门徒训练的时候，我们发现，首先是从我们的心开始的。The psalmist identifies the action that we are called to praise God. This psalm's author points out a action, which is we must praise God. You'll notice words such as "I will extol you" in verse one, or "I will bless you" in verse two. Ah, for example, he mentions "I will praise you" in the first verse. In the second verse, he mentions "I will bless you." These words are uncommon in everyday use, but they are basically synonyms for the word praise. 虽然这种尊崇啊或称颂啊，在我们日常就用语中很少见到，可是基本上呢，它就是赞美的同义词。And the author identifies the object of our praise. 啊，第二 ，OK，which is God, our King. 啊，第二点呢，他就指出了我们赞美呢，我们是要这个有这个期限的。And at the end of verses one and two, you'll see that the author identifies the duration that we're called to praise God forever and ever. 在这个第二节、第三节、第一节、第二节讲到说，赞美的期限是什么呢？是我们要永永远远的赞美神。注意，在这第一节跟第二节都有提到。In its context, the Jews would recite the psalm twice in the morning and once in the evening as a reminder to praise God. 我们知道犹太人他们在通常在早上呢，他们会念这个经文，早上念两次，啊，晚上呢念一次来赞美神。But the problem is, even with us sitting here right now, we have the tendency to give our hearts to other things. 可是，就算神这么说，可是呢，我们有这个倾向，把我们的注意力呢，转向其他的事情。Instead of praising God forever and ever, we can sometimes spend our time in work or school or with friends or in the latest video game. 呃，我们没有把时间花在这个神的赞美神的上面呢，我们把时间花在我们的工作。我们的呃，这个这个学校或者我们的这个呃网上的游戏上面。But God is the supreme being of the universe, and Him alone is worthy of praise forever and ever. 可是神呢，是超越至高的一个存在，他配得我们永远的赞美。And the psalmist he identifies the reason for praising God. It's because God is great, the greatness of God. 而而且呢，诗篇的作者也指出来，我们赞美的理由。就是说，耶和华本为大，该受大赞美。他的大呢，无法测度。Meaning that whatever knowledge you have of God, as great as it is, it only scratches the surface of knowing an infinite God. 这意思就是说呢，不管你认为你对这个神懂得有多少，你所抓到的也只是那个皮毛。
I want to show us another verse in Isaiah, which is a different book that displays the greatness of God in Isaiah 40. 我跟大家分享一下以赛亚书呃四十章的一些经文。Isaiah 40 verses 13 to 15. 这个以赛亚书四十章这个十三章到十五节，十五十三节到十五节。It says this. 这样说的。Who has measured the spirit of the Lord, or what man shows him his counsel? Whom did he consult, and who made him understand? Who taught him the path of justice, and taught him knowledge, and showed him the way of understanding? Behold, the nations are like a drop from a bucket, and are accounted as the dust on the scales. Behold, takes up the coastlands like fine dust. 谁曾用手心量诸水，用手虎口量苍天，用伸斗伸成大地的尘土，用秤称山泥，用天平平纲领？谁曾测度耶和华的心，或做他的谋士指教他呢？他与谁商议，谁教导他？谁将公平的路指示他？又将知识教训他，或通达的道路指教他呢？看那、啊、万民都像水桶一滴，又算如天平上的微尘。他举起众海岛，好像极为之物。Do we see how good God is from this passage? 我们可以从这个经文里面看见神有多伟大吗 ？It shows that no man can give God counsel. The one who already knows all things. 没有人能够教导神，因为他已经知道一切。God knows every detail of the universe and knows every answer to every question. 神知道呃宇宙一切的呃细节，能够回答一切的问题。To God, the nations of the world, the authorities of the world, the powers of the world, it's like a drop in a bucket to God. 对神来讲呢，呃，所有的世界的万民呢，都只不过像水桶里的一滴水而已。How easily it is to, to forget. This and turn our eyes of our hearts to other things. 有时候很容易去忘掉这些，把把我们的眼目呢转向其他的事情。The point is this: to disciple and to reach the upcoming generation, we must first take a look at our own heart. 所以这重点就是我们在要训练门徒的时候呢，我们先看看我们自己的心。Are we a people who praise and worship God with all of our heart and all of our life? 我们是否是一群用我们的全心，然后全力来赞美与敬拜我们的神。If we're not a current generation that praises God, then we shouldn't be surprised when the ones who come after us do not follow after us. 假如我们现在不是全心全力来赞美敬拜我们的神的话，我们不应该很讶异的说：“哎，怎么下一个世代他们不敬拜赞美神 ？”After all, who can they look up to as an example? 就一根旧礼呢？他们是跟谁学呢？ So our first call, according to the psalm, is to praise God with our hearts. So, according to the psalm, the first call is to praise God with our hearts. So, this is our first task, and then after this, ask the question: well, What do we do now to pass this on to the next generation? So, this is what we just talked about. The first work is to praise God with our hearts. Now, the second is to say, "What do we do now to pass this on to the next generation?" This takes us to our next point. Let's move on to the next point. The responsibility to declare God's goodness to the next generation. Is our responsibility to declare God's goodness to the next generation. Is our responsibility to declare God's goodness to the next generation. 
and shall declare your mighty acts on the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wondrous works I will meditate. They shall speak of the might of your awesome deeds and I will declare your greatness. It shows that the knowledge of God it doesn't end with us. We should not be a dead end for the gospel. Instead, knowledge of the gospel and of God should flow through us to other people. If you read this verse at first glance, it looks like the four verses are saying the same thing. And that would be correct because Hebrew poetry, it uses a writing technique that utilizes each verse to build upon one another to express the same idea. It's clear that one generation is responsible for the next. This is why when people get baptized or transfer their memberships, we always want to hear, how did God change your life? Notice in this verse that it calls us to publicly and privately praise God. In verse 5, it says, I will meditate on your wondrous works. Some of us may enjoy journaling or praying or thinking in the car ride. These are ways when we can individually and personally praise God throughout the day. My car radio broke for the past couple of years, so it's actually a blessing that I can spend that time with God in the morning. In verses 6 to 7, it calls for public praise. We are called to declare the greatness of his deeds and to sing of his righteousness. It could be as simple as praising God during worship or talking to a non-believing family member during a holiday. All of this, if we want to pass it on to the upcoming generation, is the result of first honoring and praising God. If we love something, we'll share about it. This happens all the time in life. If you love a sport, if you love, love a hobby, if you love a certain kind of food, a movie or a song, you'll naturally want to share it with your friends. 
或者我们电影，你会很自然的会跟你的朋友分享。In the same way, if we truly love God, then there will be a natural desire to want to share it with others. 所以呢，同样的，假如我们真正的爱主爱神，我们会有一个很自然的本能跟欲望去分享这个福音。Now, in other parts of the verse, it highlights certain aspects of God's character. 在另外一个呃章节里面，分指出神的另外一个呃性情。In verses eight to nine and seventeen, I want to read this. 他在这个八九十七也讲到这些东西。The Lord is gracious and merciful. 神是有恩典。Slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. The Lord is good to all. His mercy is over all that He has made. The Lord is righteous in all His ways. In kind in all his works. 神有恩典，呃，他不轻易发怒，所以呢，他是有恩典的神。Life begins to look different when we interpret the events in our life through God's care. 呃，我们生命，假如真的能够交托给神的时候呢，我们生命会不一样。Now we may be sitting here reading this verse and knowing it to be true, but maybe we haven't seen it as much in our lives. 我们也许在这里这个读这些经文，可是我们生命没有很大的改变。This is especially true for people who are younger in the faith, and when something bad happens, they automatically distrust God. 就是对年轻人来讲是非常非常自然的。当他们生命中发生一些事情的时候，他们很自然的就会来呃相信主，相信神。For those of us who have lived more of life, we have seen and experienced more of God's goodness in our life. 在我们这很多人有已经年有有一个年纪的时候呢，我们会有更多经历神的这个经历。And it's Father's Day, so I naturally think about my dad. So, this is today's Father's Day. Let's think about our father. And God saved my dad despite him losing his battle to lung cancer in 2014. 在二零一四年，他呃真的是呃因着这个肺癌过世了。可是神却拯救了他。So it's kind of weird to think of me saying God saved my dad, even though I lost my dad. 所以有时候很奇怪，好像。我跟大家讲说，神救了我的父亲。事实上，我失去了我的父亲。You see, my entire life, my dad was not a believer. 在我一生，我我的一生中，我的神都不，我的我的父亲都不是一个呃信徒。I remember as a kid, Sunday morning, I would ask him, "Hey, Dad, do you want to go to church today?" 我记得有一个呃主日早上，我问我父亲说，呃，爸爸，你要跟我一起去教会？ He said, "No, no, I have to take care of some things around the house." He said, "No, no, I have to take care of some things around the house." He said, "No, no, I have to take care of some things around the house." He said, "No, no, I have to take care of some things around the house." After he was diagnosed, my dad saw the reality that death. Was close. 当他知道这个诊断以后，他知道死亡是很真实的。I think what happened after he breathed his last breath terrified him. 我相信他在吸他最后一口气的时候，他真的是很害怕，很害怕的。So after he was diagnosed, pastors from my old church would come to my house to share the gospel with my dad. 呃，经那这个他知道这诊断以后呢，牧师啊，还有很多的这个我们的这个弟兄姊妹来看我的父亲。And I think the thing that really didn't make sense to my dad was how a God could still show forgiveness after a lifetime of refusing to believe in Him。这很奇妙，就是说，就算我父亲一生都不相信神，可是神还是彰显了他的恩典。
And my dad was humble to the point that he realized he needed God in his life. So my father, he realized he I began to see his attitude shift from being very depressed or sad to being more at peace. I remember in the last couple of weeks, I would see my dad always in bed because he, he couldn't really walk around much. He lost about half his weight and was much more frail than I could ever imagine him. And I remember one night, my brothers and I and my mom praying for him around the bed. And he kept saying to us, I know where I'm going. Don't worry about me. God is my father. It was a peace that didn't make sense to me at all. It wouldn't be possible except for the grace of God. And I'll never forget that memory. These truths of scripture came to life in my life. I saw firsthand that the scriptures are real, whether or not I believe it or not, but God chose to extend that grace to me. Apart from salvation, I think this is probably the greatest act of mercy God has had on my family. And you think about it, it, it is salvation, because God has granted salvation to my dad. And it just allows me to be anchored that no matter where I go in life in the future, no matter what people I interact with, I know this God to be truly gracious and merciful. And I talk to students all the time that they doubt God's love or doubt that God could forgive them. And my heart yearns for them because I want them to know that God truly is gracious and is forgiving. In a couple of years, this Mac will be filled with the upcoming generation who may or may not see the goodness of God. And so it's our job as the current generation to pass on stories and testimonies and truths of God's character. So even though growing up, um, my dad wasn't a believer, I still saw God change his life in the very last moments of his life. And so here's the big idea that I want to share with today. Testifying to God's character and deeds in the context of relationships will build the faith of the next generation. Uh, 
It's clear from the Psalms that we're meant to declare God's character and deeds to the next generation. And I added the part in the context of our relationships because I believe in order to have a good standing with someone, you have to develop a relationship with them. This is why in 2 Timothy 2, Paul passes on the gospel to Timothy, who passes it on to other faithful men, who can pass it on to other faithful men as well. So I believe that relationships for this upcoming generation are absolutely essential. They need other people in their life to affirm them that they are a child of God and are forgiven and blessed and they have God has a plan for them. So here's some application points. I have two for us. The first one is this. Examine your heart. I said earlier that in order to think about influencing other people, we have to look at our own heart. Ask yourself, do I truly worship God with all of my life? Or have other things and priorities and commitments captured my heart? What's scary is sometimes maybe God created things, maybe good things can take the place of our heart. Maybe we want to do really well in school, maybe we really want to care for our family, maybe we want to spend time with our friends. But these good things, if we're not careful, can become the ultimate thing in our life. I believe God wants us to enjoy these good things in life, but as long as we keep God first. So ask yourself, do I worship God with all my life? Last one is pass it on. And what I mean by that is engaging in relationships. And I understand every single person in this room is in a different situation. Some of us may be in sixth grade, so we might wonder, well, how can I really pass it on? I think to make disciples is to encourage one another to be like Christ. So this can actually be very relevant in your conversations with your friends at school or in other parts of life. Some of us might be older and we may not have as much opportunities to actually interact with the upcoming generation. But you can still disciple and encourage other people and friends and family members 
in the faith. You have to train, you have to guide, you have to encourage, you have to guide your fellow to Jesus. So I want to challenge you to be creative and unique in how you think about how to pass on the faith to those around you. So I want to challenge you, you know, you have to be very creative and unique in how you think about how to pass on the faith to those around you. I really believe in this aspect because my life is just a reflection of how God worked my life through mentors. Because I really believe in this aspect because my life is just a reflection of how God worked my life through mentors. Because I So I'd see him in the morning when he picked me up from school, and sometimes when he dropped me off from school, and maybe that was about it. Yeah, he just only, 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 this,把我接接接从学校接来，或者把我呃呃呃送到学校去，就这样子。So sometimes I wish maybe my dad was home a lot more, so I can actually get to know him. 所以有时候我是希望这个我的父亲可以。But I think God was still very, very gracious to me because He provided mentors in my life throughout since seventh grade all the way until now. 可是我我看见神对我还是非常有恩典的，在我一生当中，我仍然看到不少的愿意陪伴陪伴着我，带领我。I remember my first mentor as a seventh grader in RA. 我记得我第一个引导辅导。His name was Mike, and he was an RA counselor, and he would sit with me during second service. Uh, his name is Mike. He's a counselor. He sat with me. He told me to stop drawing on my pamphlet and to pay attention. He told me to stop drawing on my pamphlet and to pay attention. And then afterward, afterwards, he would uh, take me and my friends, and we'd walk to College Junior. Then, after the service was done, he took me and my friends to College Junior to buy candy. And I remember we'd always order the same thing: a spicy chicken sandwich or chili cheese fries. Uh, we all this is all the same thing. Basically, it's this, this, this sandwich, ah, or this sandwich. It's because my mom only gave me three dollars for lunch back then. Because my mother only gave me three dollars. And I remember he would come to my games to support me as well as hang out with me over the summer. I remember when we were playing games together, or when we were playing. As a new best friend, 那时候你都可以这个看到一些你的认识更多的新的好朋友。And I wanted to be like him. 我希望能够喜欢他。I didn't realize at the same time he was slowly shaping me and pushing me in the faith. 我没有意识到他是在慢慢的改变我。One time he asked me, "Hey Kevin." 有有一次他问我说 ，Kevin, you should tell your mom I love you. 你应该告诉你母亲说我爱你。I said, "What?" 这什么 ？That Goes against you know everything I've grown up with. This is this is this is breaking what I was taught. I remember one morning I wanted to And but she had closed the door and had walked out to the driveway. 可她就关了门，然后走到这个车道上了。And I said to myself, "Okay, I'll just get it over with really quick." 那我一想说 ，OK， 那我赶快讲。
So I, I was already in the bathroom, so I opened the shower window into the front yard, and I just yelled, Mom, I love you, and I closed it. <laughs> and so Mike had an impact on my life. And I know for us sitting here, we, I'm not asking us to copy everything that he did. But I am saying, if we want to impact this upcoming generation, we have to be willing to talk to them and to build a relationship with them. Right now, I still meet with a mentor every week. We meet at Farmer Boys down the street. What? Uh, a restaurant. And these are some of the most honest times in my week where I can be 1,000% honest. It truly sharpens who I am, and especially in the ways when I fail. And so I truly believe that this upcoming generation, they need loving Christian relationships with older brothers and sisters. So in order to disciple the next generation, I believe that we first, according to Psalms, have to praise God with our hearts. And then secondly, we pass this on to the upcoming generation by building relationships and always pointing back to the character and the deeds of God. I believe if we do this, we can trust that God, He will build the faith of the next generation. So let's come together and work together as one church to love and bless the upcoming generation. Let me pray for us. Dear God, I ask for strength for every single person sitting here. Lord, help us to see more of your majesty and glory. We want to see how great you are. The creator of the universe. And the lover of our soul. Lord, may we be captured by this love that you have. As a result, Lord, help us to pass it on. Comfort us if we're afraid. Give us peace if we're scared. May we strive to bless the upcoming generation. We pray these things in your name. Amen. Amen.